Hi guys, welcome to the Two Moms Zero Attention Span podcast. I'm Jess, and we are not going to have Allison with us this week. Um, unfortunately, she has had a family emergency this week, and maybe she'll want to talk about it. Uh, maybe she won't. Um, but it is going to be me this week, and we are going to be talking about mom guilt. Um, I'm going to share one of my favorite tricks for dealing with mom guilt, and that's also going to lead into next week where me and Allison take like a really fun <laughs> we we go through mom fails and we go through and we're gonna have a really good time next week but this week we're gonna talk about mom gill and it's relevant to my life right now because I've been feeling a lot of it and I'm going through kind of what I think a lot of us have been going through recently um maybe just a tougher season and I've said this so many times uh if you follow my content on TikTok or Instagram that we are not defined by our tough moments or our tough seasons or a difficult day. And I know that. I know that. But it still makes it really hard to escape the guilt. <laughs> but the truth is, is that you can only give, you cannot pour from an empty cup. You can only give your best. And the absolute truth is, is that your best isn't going to look the same at every single point in your life. Uh, when I was uh, a few years ago uh, with my youngest son, some of you know this, a lot of you probably don't. I had a traumatic pregnancy with that son. And for most of it, I was on bed rest, really strict bed rest. I could only get up to go to the bathroom and the rest of the day I had to stay laying on my left side or being reclined for the entire day. And it was a really tough season. And my best then was... At, looked absolutely different than my best every other time. And if I were to compare what it was like for me when I was going through that as a mom, to me as a mom, to, to any other time, uh, you know, it was hard for me to even make it through a day without feeling completely depressed and down, but I still read stories to my kids. I still played games that I could with my kids. We watched lots of movies together. We still had these wonderful moments during that time. Um, you know, we did, they got to, they did dance parties and I watched and we had so many good moments. Uh, and even with that, I was still eaten alive by the guilt that I was not being the mom that I had at other points in time. And I'm just going to be really open with you guys this this podcast. Um, uh, so my husband and I recently, our eight month wedding anniversary or eight year <laughs> wedding anniversary is coming up. Um, but we've decided that we are going to separate. And this wasn't an easy decision and it didn't come lightly. And that's not because we don't care about each other. Um, there's a lot of reasons for it. And one of them really is uh, my husband does struggle with his mental health and it's taken an enormous toll. Um, and of course, I'm not trying to put the blame on anybody. That's not a blame game. Um, it's really taken an enormous toll on everybody. But truthfully, he's he he is really unhappy and and you can't force you can't make somebody happy you can you can work as hard as you want to but you can't fix somebody right um and you know i think actually we will co-parent really really well together i think 
we are both not looking at this as like the end of the end of our relationship. It's more like the next chapter. And in this chapter, uh, and probably all the chapters moving forward, we're not together romantically, but we very much still are a family. We will still be doing all of our holidays together and are keeping up with our family traditions with our kids. Um, but as a couple, we won't be moving forward. And that's hard. And it, and the part that eats me up about it, or not eats me up, but the part that really hurts, I guess, and maybe some of you can relate, is that there's this, you know, you get this picture in your head. This is the childhood that I'm going to give my kids. This is the one. This is the image. This is my, this is what it looks like for me, right? And I know without a shadow of a doubt that 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 picture that I had in my head, it's not going to be the childhood that I end up giving my kids. And that doesn't mean that it's going to be a bad childhood. That's a, and not even close. Right. It's just not going to be the picture that I had in my head. So readjusting to that has been difficult. And there is a lot of mom guilt that comes up from that. So I did want to share real quick with you guys my um my one uh, one of my tips that I do have for mom guilt that has worked for me so well over the years and I'm not sure if I've ever heard anybody else give this uh tip before I share this but I'll tell you why it works as a tip for mom guilt. So I have a journal for all of my kids. And if you're on Spotify, you can see it, but I keep a journal for every single one of my kids. Now I don't write in it every day, um, but I'll write on it. I'll write in each of my kids' uh, journals, you know, a few times a year, sometimes more than that um, on holidays, special occasions, and also going through difficult times. And, and that just kind of happens naturally. And it's not that I write about the difficult times, in fact, when I start writing during the difficult times, I end up writing a lot about really great moments we've been having or really wonderful things that have happened recently for them or new milestones that they've reached or a funny story or something new and exciting that they've started doing, you know, and it helps to reframe and to put in perspective, you know, because it's so easy to catastrophize in our head when we're going through something that we weren't planning on. Or, you know, maybe that we wish was happening differently, or even if we wish we were being different, you know, it's so easy to catastrophize a situation and, um, and it helps to put back into perspective these journals that I've had for each of my kids, um, the real joy and fun times and how much positive memory. And then it also puts in a perspective for me as a mom all these wonderful moments and all these things that they're doing, I'm, I am helping to create that. So there is something that I'm doing that's working that <laughs> right now, not to be dramatic, but that it really is how sometimes we can, we can end up feeling, you know? Um, and I think I'm going to end it there for today. Just being really vulnerable, being really open with you guys about where we're at. Um, and I always said from the beginning, I was never going to say, talk about, do anything that was going to leave my kids feeling vulnerable or leave them feeling embarrassed. So for right now, I can't go as much into, you know, all the details that I would love to give you about 
the behind the scenes in my marriage, but um, I don't think either of us would have any, uh, would want to be saying anything bad about the other person. We both have a lot of care for one another. Um, And, but I think we will be much better co-parents or co-partners, whatever, than, uh, than we were married for quite some time. This has been a long time coming. And to his credit, he has, you know, he's, he's done work in therapy and everything else, but at some point, um, you know, everybody deserves to feel happy and you you can't, you can't, you could give someone the sun and the moon and the stars, but if they're unhappy, they're unhappy. And there's not much that you can do about it. And it can't drain everybody else's bucket trying to fill that one up. So um, anyways, on that note, I guess that's where we will end here today. I don't have a game to play because Allison is not here. And uh, we do have a really good viral video to talk about next week. And I'm excited to talk about that with Allison. Um, but just to end for today, for those of you who haven't read my book, I thought it would be fun to read my book to you guys, um, because I haven't done that yet. So if you haven't heard, my book is Timmy doesn't tie his shoes and it's available on Amazon and it is a children's book. Um, and I think as you hear it, maybe some of you will, a lot of you, if you follow my content might see a lot of yourself in Timmy or might see a lot of your own kid in Timmy, but it's about a little boy who struggles with tying his shoes in the morning and who hasn't, by the way, had that like, oh my gosh, we gotta go put on your shoes with your kids. (laughs) So this is a different look into that, into a morning like that. Timmy doesn't tie his shoes, but his mom says he knows how. His hands have put them on before, but his brain forgets when she says, do it now. His mom says, what's taking you so long? We do this every day, but putting on shoes is hard for Timmy. I just can't do it, he starts to say. Oh, yes, you can. Let's go. Let's go. You are going to be late. Timmy sits down and refuses to move, and his mom becomes irate. Timmy, we do this every morning. It's like you don't even try. But looking closer, mom realizes Timmy has started to cry. My socks are upstairs. My shoes are down here. I have to run up and down. By the time I even find my socks, my brain feels all turned around. Mom sits back and thinks a minute. He's right. It's so many steps. Tying shoes might be simple for some, but for others, it's much more complex. Okay, Timmy, here's what we'll do. No more fighting every day. Let's start working with your brain. How's that sound? What do you say? Timmy looks up and hugs his mom. He hated fighting too. Okay, mom, I'm ready to learn. What's the first thing we have to do? Well, first let's take this poster and write down our morning routine. We'll put it up on the wall right here where it can be easily seen. Next, we move our socks and our shoes and keep them all by the door. So we aren't running all around and forgetting anymore. Now let's break this down and think hard about tying our shoes. In order to complete the task, what are all the things you need to do? We will break down every part of learning all these steps and teach them all one at a time until they become habits. Well, I need to pick my socks, pick my shoes, sit down and put them on, then slide the socks on my feet and move them so they don't feel wrong. Once that is over, I can finally put my foot into the shoe. I hold the back and hold the front. Hey, these are all things that I can do. 
Of course you can. You always could. We knew that all along. The problem was never you, Timmy. We were just teaching you all wrong. And I put a work page on the back. It's an activity page to help kids build executive functioning skills, um, which would be the skills that are required. It, the skill is, you know, it's all the steps that are required to complete a task and being able to put those steps together to actually complete the task. Um, so I put an activity page on the back for parents to help with that. But that is all for today. We will see you guys next week. Allison will be joining us. Um, and if you are going through it this week, I really just want to let you know that you are so not alone. And our messages are always open for anybody who wants to talk. And we'll see you next week. Bye, guys.